This is the Swan Song Financial Show with Kevin and Michael Anthony from Golden Years Financial Advisors. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Kevin and Michael provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Swan Song Financial Show with Kevin and Michael Anthony. Hello, and welcome back to the Swan Song Financial Show. My name is Kevin Anthony. And I'm Michael Anthony. We're with Golden Years Financial Advisors, and we're thrilled that you're joining us here today. If you'd like more information on our past podcast, you can find that on our website at goldenyears-advisors.com. You can also find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. So, uh, hey, we're going to have a great show today. But if you want more information, our phone number here, as you know, is 574-968-7926. Hey, Michael, I heard you were uh, flipping through some uh, movies the other day and come across the good oldie back from my days. Yeah, absolutely. I actually uh, remember watching it growing up as well. But I was flipping through and I came across back to the future great show oh absolutely it's fantastic it's a classic and whenever i watch it my imagination always begins to wander and i tell myself what would i do if i could jump into a time machine and you know hit 88 miles per hour and go back 30 years i assume it would take a little bit quicker than 88 miles per hour but uh you know (laughs) times change right (laughs) so some of what i'd say to myself if i could go back would probably be common sense. And, you know, I I was fortunate enough to grow up with a lot of this common sense, but, you know, for the sake of the podcast, we often think of how can we reach out and tell people what they should be thinking of, how to help assist, something like that. And pretty much what I would say is don't worry about fitting in, pay more attention in chemistry class, you know, that type of sort of thing. But I'd also give myself plenty of financial advice. Didn't see that one coming, did you? No, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) So like many of us listening today, I've made some financial mistakes in the past. Uh, Like I said, I've been fortunate to really grow up with a lot of good financial lessons from the beginning, but you know, it's inevitable. You always get excited and something happens and it just is what it is. But as I think about back to the future and time machines, It occurs to me that, you know, many of us, uh, you know, maybe people's kids or grandkids or even kids my age would like to have somebody, you know, hit that 88 miles per hour, reach out to them and give them some financial advice. Because I often see many mistakes going on with a lot of individuals my age or younger or even older. Right. But before we load up the DeLorean and head back in time, let me introduce what I would call the Doc Brown to my Marty McFly. Kevin? Great, Scott. Marty? Really appreciate that introduction. (laughs) And I tell you what, we're going to have a little fun with this today, and I think it's going to be a great show. It's really about mentoring, and that's what we're going to go back. If we can go back in time and and help mentor some of our mistakes, if you will. And, you know, I know when I was younger, some of those financial mistakes that I made, uh, it sort of makes me cringe a little bit there. And, you know, uh, obviously outside of books and movies, it is sort of impossible to go back in time as far as we know that. But the notion of being able to be 
a mentor, if you will, to help our children, grandchildren, and even your 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 fellow buddy who may not have a good financial mentor. Um, that's where we want to want to land here today. So while Marty was able to travel back in time, Michael, and see himself uh, with him, his parents and stuff, uh, we can see ourselves. Yeah, with our, ch- our through our children, our grandchildren, and be able to help um, maybe identify some of the challenges that we have. And I think the first thing about that is just being uh, honest and truthful and sharing it all. And today, Michael, you and I can talk about even our relationship. And uh, I- I'm going to say right now that it, as I was growing up, the generation my parents were in didn't really share much about finances, uh, debt, um, accumulation. One of the things, we didn't talk about politics. We didn't really talk about finances. This is a whole new environment, new generation. So you and I have shared a lot of these things. I feel like that's all we talk about. I mean, of course, this is our profession now, but even as I was growing up, it, it was very common to talk about finances. Yeah, so important, I think, today for those that are listening is just open up with your children, your grandchildren, and maybe even your buddy or so that's uh, having a bit of a challenge. And, and go ahead and share it. Go ahead and talk about it. And talk about the maybe the as the movie was, the good, the bad, the ugly. That wasn't this one here, but that was another great movie. But talk about those things, the things you wish you would have done, and maybe help lead people in a different direction, but especially your children and grandchildren. And Michael, I'm pretty sure we always like to reference an article. Uh, so why don't we reference one? Yeah, so today we're going to reference uh, a recent Money Talks news article. It's called Eight Money Lessons You Must Teach Your Grandchildren. And it has some useful guidance. Um, so before we get the ball rolling a bit, let me say that the article mentions grandchildren a lot. And as we've just said, you know, this really applies to everyone, but especially like when you are mentoring younger individuals or even just a buddy, it, it really applies to everyone. So keep that in mind. Excellent. And and the first topic on there, Michael, I love the depiction of the way they're talking about this first topic here. So why don't you cover that? Yeah, absolutely. Because I've heard this one a million times as I was growing up and I still hear it all the time. The first piece <laughs> of advice, probably the most important that you should share with an individual is that debt is like a pair of handcuffs that are almost impossible to take off. I mean, if you lose your job or acquire medical care or maybe your insurance doesn't cover something like that, those debt handcuffs are going to make it even harder to successfully navigate difficult situations because you just keep on locking them down tighter and tighter. So when you're wearing those debt handcuffs, someone else has the key. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And we talk about that a lot. Be, you know, the idea of concept of not being the money borrower, but maybe even being the money lender in a sense. Absolutely. Uh, and we talk about that just from the idea of who's really making money on who and who is really uh, in, in prison to debt and how restrictive that can be. So debt handcuffs. I love the idea of people walking around with a set of handcuffs on. And think about it, folks, how difficult it is to enjoy your life if you're wearing a pair of handcuffs. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, money makes money and money costs money as well. I mean, look at it from that point of view. If you, if, if you need that money, it's going to cost you money. You bet. And when we think about handcuffs, too, Michael, we think about prisoners. Absolutely. And people, you know, people that are prisoners and stuff. So that is a great way to look at it as being a prisoner to debt. Uh, so again, money co- it does cost you money. So I can't share that enough, especially in today's environment where 
there's a ton of promotion of debt, even when, hey, it's cheap money today. Now, it is cheap money today. Okay, if you have to have debt, it is cheap money. But that doesn't mean to go out and get in debt because it is just cheap money when you don't have a purpose for that. Yep, you're yeah, you're definitely right. And I, I just want to like reiterate one point is, you know, sharing those financial losses. I mean, one of the best ways you can learn in life about any topic is through the hardships. Yeah, you mean you have to learn it. Simple period is that. But sometimes you can learn from other people's losses. So sharing, you know, a difficult, awful time where you had to really scratch and get above the surface when you're in the debt hole. Hopefully that lesson is a good enough of a loss for somebody to see and realize when you're mentoring them that that's not something they exactly want for themselves. Yeah. You know, I did, and on that, I, I remember sharing a story and I'm maybe I shouldn't share it here, but it is okay because it was one of the biggest mistakes that I made and put us backwards for a number of years. And that was when I was younger, about 30 years old or so, um, I went out and bought a Lexus and it was a beautiful one. It was amazing, but I was a almost a $600 a month payment. This goes back 25 plus years ago. And when I finally realized that I could no longer afford it, I went to get rid of it, and in order to get out of that particular vehicle, it then cost me $10,000 to break the lease at that time because I was crazy enough to actually do a lease. But uh, I mean, so just in that one purchase in a year's period of time, I went behind almost $20,000 just to buy a Lexus, a vehicle that I could not afford at that point in time. Today's a different story if I wanted to, but that's a big difference. And I'll tell you, it was a valuable lesson. And I know, Michael, I've shared that lesson with all of our children many a times. Yeah, no, you're definitely right. I've heard that story many, many a times. And actually kind of leads us into my next point. You know, touching back on Back to the Future, Marty McFly often turned to Doc Brown for wisdom and advice. Um, so I, I can't stress out enough that if you don't have your own Doc Brown when it comes to financial advice and, you know, expertise, working with a financial services professional really, really can be of great assistance. I mean, help you le- level those decisions and make a right choice, because our next point that we're going to talk about and exactly what you talked about is the power in living below your means. Yeah. You know, it's not always about the flashiest car, but sometimes a reliable car is a lot better in the long run. Yeah, most certainly is. Uh, it, it takes a long time to dig out of holes again with that debt. It takes a long time to dig out of a $20,000 debt hole when you have nothing like there. I had nothing and I had to go back out and buy another car. I mean, you think of the snowball on that. It's like usually your mentors, if you will, are living off of experience, but living below your means is a big, big thing. And uh, there's a lot of ways to do that. I mean, uh, there's a lot of ways to do that, to be able to save uh, dollars and cents. I mean, a lot of times, Michael, what we see is people that get promotions or raises and they automatically increase their lifestyle. And promotions and raises are great. We work for those particular things. And if you get a promotion, you may want to take that first check. And that's another thing is like, go take that first check and celebrate and have some fun and maybe blow it. That's okay. But don't make that a long term habit. Uh, then, after you're done sort of blowing that first check and having fun, take those raises and don't increase your lifestyle is what we're saying, right, Michael? Couldn't agree with you more. Couldn't agree with you more. But you, you have to celebrate some of the things in life. You I mean, bet. if you are in that dead hole, I wouldn't say go below it. But, you know, <laughs> go have a nice dinner or something like you got to celebrate. Yeah. That, and that's got to be relative to when we say go below it. Yeah. Like you said, just uh, go have a nice dinner and then uh, get back to getting out of that debt so you can have a lot more dinners there, too. 
Um, another, you know, another part I want to talk about here is this, as we talk about financial decisions and living within your means and those particular things is this next concept in the in this article was paying yourself first. I know we've never talked about that on that show. <laughs> Incredibly important. <laughs> yeah. So paying yourself first. Now, again, we I remember a couple shows ago and go back and look at this. We talked about there was a 50, 30, 20 rule, but we said flip it around. The 20, the 20, 30, 50, 20 would be simply saving the first 20 percent and then allocating accordingly, too. So talk about things like contributing to that 401k and IRA. Even if you're 25 years old, take that free money match that's sitting there and then start generating and saving some funds. So pay yourself first, out of sight, out of mind. Hey, Michael, I'm just going to throw it out there. I am a spender and I had been a spender most of my life. All right. As, and people would think I'm in the financial industry. I should be the saver. Thank goodness for my wife because she helps me do that. The way I was able to start saving was an arm's reach away savings. I had opened an account at a different bank and put my get my money to go in there that I was going to save and make a little painful for me to go get it till I can break that habit of just being a spender all the time. So save, a portion of those funds. And I'll tell you what, it gives you guilt-free spending after that. Excellent stuff right there. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, really, out of sight, out of mind. It's very, very important. I mean, you can set up funds to be automatically transferred from your check to multiple bank accounts. Yep. Put some of it into that bank account you don't want to go to that it's hard to get at, and it will pay dividends. Absolutely. And absolutely. And I'll tell you one thing that if I might about living within your means, and it's not within uh, uh, that, that article, if you will, but sometimes if you're having a hard time because you're spending a little too much on things, you get that bill at the end of the month and you go, oh my gosh, I can't believe I spent this much. Um, sometimes tell you what, go back to paying cash. Yeah, <laughs> you knew where I was going, didn't you? <laughs> you knew where I was going. Oh yeah, we've it, all had those it, months. <laughs> it's a lot more painful to pull a 20 or a 100 out of your pocket in cash uh, as opposed to just whipping that debit card out. So again, those kind of things, the debit cards and all those kinds of things, I've always followed the money trail and those things lead to more spending and potentially more bank fees and those kind of things. So pay cash once in a while. That'll keep you in check. I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. Well, let's get back to the article and hit on the next point that they bring up. And again, this article is from Money Talk News, Eight Money Lessons You Must Teach Your Grandchildren. Um, so this next point is one that really connects with me. It's don't allow yourself and especially your money to get caught into the latest fad. And you know, sometimes the flavor of the month can leave a really bitter aftertaste. Yeah, sure, sure can, Michael. I mean, it's just, uh, uh, and then you see that coupled with the idea of what real wealth is and what real wealth is not. And, and real people have a sense out there right now that real wealth is the credit lines they have on their credit cards or uh, getting qualified for a home for 200000 when they should be buying a home for $150,000. It's more manageable. So getting getting sort of caught up in in that concept of sort of the latest fad, if you will, um, and it, it gets to be difficult when you talk about real wealth. And Michael, I've been impressed with what you've done. I mean, you've got some really nice watches. I have to admit, you got some really nice watches. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> but they've all, they've all been paid for in cash. Absolutely. You know, uh, which makes it a lot more fun. No doubt about that. So again, probably the whole idea of what is real wealth and just your credit line of limits is, is not real wealth out there, folks. 
real wealth comes down to solid financial strategies. And again, I believe it's one of those ideas that you brought up earlier. You got to have a good mentor and we'd love to be that mentor for you out there. Golden Years Financial Advisors. Check us out, man. Uh, 574-968-7926. We'd love to help you along no matter what age, your, uh, you know, the children, grandchildren, or uh, adult, 50 years old, whatever it happens to be, capture that cash flow. Capture that cash flow. So what's another nice piece of advice, Michael? Yeah, so the next piece of advice we're going to touch on is saving aggressively. I mean, I like that, that word. That, That's cool. I, I think it's a great word for it because it, it really should be a passion. It really should be a goal that you're going after. And it's <laughs> unfortunately, children don't always see this, you know, growing up or even amongst their own family. But focusing strongly on saving while you're early in your career will make so much money for you in the future. Yeah, really true. And I'll, I'll go back to my parents. While they didn't really share their incomes and these kind of things, I I saw them budgeting. I, I saw them budgeting. I saw them allocating. I, I saw them savings, even, even during some of the really challenging, very, very high inflationary years. And I was so impressed when my father actually got towards that retirement age. Um, uh, I mean, I was in this business and he actually shared with me what he had accumulated. It was amazing. I would have never thought, but he had been saving all along. So really, I love that idea of aggressively saving. And we're going to combine that a little bit later here in the show uh, with compounding of interest, too. So great point, Michael. What else do we have? So the next point that we're going to talk about, I, I think, is one of the most important points. And I, I mean, it applies to everything in life, but goal setting. I mean, of course, we're going to talk about specifically financial goal setting, but goal setting is extraordinarily important. And you know, that might seem very obvious to everybody out there. Well, yeah, I've, I've been doing goals for so long. Well, yes, absolutely. But the idea is still teaching an individual, working with an individual and learning how to make correct goals, goals that are, you know, that are achievable, measurable, something that can, that does have a timeline and how to get to that point in time. You know, it's everyone has a goal when they're young and growing up, man, I want to be a football player. Well, yes, absolutely. You know, <laughs> great goal, great goal. But you know, how are you going to get there? Like, let's go outside and practice. Let's throw the football. Let's, let's work on this step by step. Right. Finances are the exact same way. And in my opinion, should be taken even more seriously once, you know, you start growing up and most people realize, man, maybe I won't be a pro football player, but right. I can have a fantastic life. And what's the best way to go about that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's extremely important. And, and to get again, how to get specific about it. It's not like, oh, I want to buy a house. It's what kind of house do you want? I mean, you just help help your people, help people go, what kind of house? What are you looking for? What are you looking for in a house? When do you want to buy the house? How much money, money you want for a down payment? And talk about those particular things and like, oh my gosh, I wish we would have put more on our house when we first bought it or stayed within our means or been a little more specific and share that advice. And you can always introduce uh, things like different uh, books to read or, you know, in, in today's culture, uh, maybe, you know, different podcasts like this one. Hey folks, it's a great podcast. Uh, so maybe yeah. <laughs> tune in. Yeah, tune in. Here we go. Um, but just introducing some uh, things that are really not pop culture because pop culture, if you will, out there, and I'll just call it that if I may, maybe the wrong word is going to tell you buy the biggest possible 
possible house you can, buy the fanciest car you possibly can. Uh, it's okay. Go ahead and be on debt. You don't have to worry about repaying it or whatever it happens to be. We're hearing a lot of stuff out there. So helping people define those things, get them into some good financial and fun. There's some fun financial books out there. Um, it's it's really getting back to that reality. And the whole deal on uh, the time machine was Doc Brown sort of getting things, mentoring, if you will, back to reality and uh, realizing that we're not going to travel back in time. The reality is here today. So again, being a good mentor with your experiences uh, and leading uh, people in a way that they got some good material to listen to, I think it's incredibly important. Yeah, and, and one thing more that I want to mention about financial goal setting, I know we talked about houses, but I think one of the really important times to talk at least a little bit about financial goal setting, sit down, put some numbers like on a piece of paper is when you're graduating high school and possibly looking for a career or looking to go into college like okay well what do you want to study what do you want to do well let's get an idea of what a median salary is for that position where do you want to live oh you want to live in the most expensive city in the country and you want to make a job that has you know, an average salary of 40,000 a year. Well, let's, let's, let's consider these options. Let's talk about these things. Let's get a realistic look at what we're trying to achieve and how much college is costing at the same time. I think that's a really good moment in time where it's an easy transition to start those financial goals. I think so too. And we're not saying negotiate your goals. No, no, not at all. Not Not at all. all. We're not saying, Hey, you shouldn't go live in that city and go pursue that opportunity. We're just uh, saying, Hey, be realistic about what that looks like and what you may have to sacrifice to get to that goal level. And that's what it's about. So absolutely, I think that's a great point, Michael. Hey, you know what? In the last part of this uh, show, let's just bring back the time machine a little bit, sort of come back in here to reality. Appreciate the analogy. It, uh, I'm going to have to go home and watch that movie again. Now I haven't watched it for a while because <laughs> it is really pretty cool. I only cool. watched it for like a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. The too. acting wasn't near as good as I thought it was 15 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Isn't that the fun? But the DeLorean is still the DeLorean. So let's but let's come back there a little bit and sort of talk a little. Let's give some sort of practical things about some of that capturing the cash flow, the time value of money. Um, some of the things that we do talk about, Michael, a lot in our practice here. And you know what, guys? Retirement. We talk about retirement. Retirement is not a function of age. It's a function of finances. So if you want financial freedom at 50 years old, you can do that. It, you can do that. You have a good financial advisor, build towards that. Being totally financial, financially free doesn't mean you have to wait till Social Security age. It simply means financial freedom, peace of mind comes with a good financial plan. So, Michael, I want to talk about a couple different things. Uh, how about the time value money? <laughs> time value money, compound interest? Compound interest. Yeah. Eighth eighth wonder of the world, in my opinion. It is something that is (laughs) incredible. I mean, what? I wish more people would have the understanding of what compound interest is and what time value money can do for somebody before they're actually in that position and when it finally happens for them. So uh, give us an idea. Yeah, let's do that. Let let me give you an idea of one that I absolutely love. uh, I wish I would have started earlier, but we at least started it. in that, let's just say that somebody's making $50,000 a year. Okay, just $50,000. let us say they're 25 years old, Michael. And um, let's talk about the 401k. I'm going to talk about retirement for a minute. That, that money is accessible 35 years down the road at age 60. All right. So if a person just takes 
of that 50,000, 3%, which is $1,500, comes out before taxes. Or if you got a Roth option, that's a better one. And we'll talk about that in another show as we have. But let's say the company also matches 3%. Now that's 30,000 or 3,000, no, it's just 30, $3,000 a year going towards that retirement goal. Again, mm-hmm. that's only 3%. We're not talking about bunches of money, not even talking about the 20% here, just 3%. That's it. Even at a simple- 3% with a free 3%. Exactly, it's 100% 100% match. So it's three, you put in 1,500, you get 3,000 that's going into this uh, 401k account. Even if it grows at 8%, Michael, with the compounding of interest, by age 60, it's a half a million dollars. That's just 8%. (laughs) That's that's, mind-boggling. That's only 3% of your wages. And that's saying that you maintain Fifty thousand dollars a year of income for the next twenty-five years, yeah. Reduction yeah, to the so, ridiculous, right? Yeah, that's absolutely on the low side, I would say. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll tell you, can I give you another example? One that I really enjoy. Let's hear it. All right, I just I love this topic here too. It's a car, okay. And I told you about my Lexus story, right? So after my Lexus story, what we end up doing was I went out and bought a car that I could afford, a nice used vehicle. So let's just say in today's market, a good dependable vehicle uh, might be $7,000, okay? Fair now, enough. I got the option, I can go buy a newer vehicle, I mean, not one of the top ends, but a brand new vehicle. And let's say my payment's $500 a month if I go do that. Instead, I opt out for a very nice used vehicle that's gonna be dependable. Might not be my car of my dreams, but maybe a little patience here. Now I'm gonna take that $500 a month that I was going to pay on that payment for the next six years, seven years, whatever it is, and gonna put it aside in my own account. I'm gonna be the money lender here to myself. I'm gonna put $500 a month into an account and I'm gonna let that go ahead and accumulate just for three years. Again, we'll just say 8%. All right. There's at the end of three years, there's twenty thousand dollars in that account. Now, my seven thousand dollar car might be worth five thousand bucks. All right. But now I have twenty five thousand in cash to go buy probably another used vehicle, but a doggone nice one. All right. Pretty sporty, pretty good looking, only a few years old. But I'm going to keep putting that five hundred dollars in that other account. Guess what? Three years later, my car might be worth twenty thousand. Plus, now I got twenty thousand again. Now I'm buying a forty thousand dollar vehicle. See what happened in here? Oh yeah, just in the matter of what six years? Yeah, forty thousand dollar vehicle in cash. I am the money lender to myself. I mean, I'll tell you what, guys. That that is success and a really nice way to be able to obtain a vehicle. So then, compounding of interest, compounding of savings. A couple ideas to take away oh, from yeah. here, whether you're twenty five or you're fifty five. Yep. Quit borrowing money from the from the from the banks and those kind of things. Borrow money from yourself. And exactly the way you went through it is the way that it should get it should get accomplished too. Financial goal setting, very yeah. important. Financial goal setting. That's it. Well, we're probably just about out of time there, Michael. Anything else that you'd like to add to our Back to the Future uh, um, scenario here of even what people should be doing today and the advice we would give ourselves even if we went back a little bit. Yeah, I just want to say that when they did go into the future, uh, we're already past that time and we don't have hoverboards. I'm kind of disappointed about that, but, you know, <laughs> finances are still going to stay around in the future, whether we have hoverboards or not. So please feel free to tune in whenever. Yeah, you got to have the money to buy the hoverboard, folks, <laughs> no doubt. So uh, we would love to be your guys' mentor. Uh, we'd love to be your financial advisors. We just enjoy answering questions. If you want to give us a call at 574 968 
5749687926 or visit our website goldenyears-advisors.com and until we talk to you again this is Kevin Anthony and I'm Michael Anthony we hope you have a tremendous day and a tremendous week we'll talk to you soon thanks bye now. thank you for listening to the swan song financial show don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan For more information, please contact Kevin and Michael Anthony at Golden Years Financial Advisors. Call 574-968-7926 or visit them online at goldenyears-advisors.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Golden Years Financial Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor in the state of Indiana. Insurance products and services are offered through Golden Years Planning Services, Inc. and Anthony Financial Services affiliated companies. Kevin Anthony, Michael Anthony, Golden Years Financial Advisors, Inc. and Anthony Financial Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.